Hey everybody, welcome back to the Cult Classic Podcast. Cameron Jones here along with my co-host... Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones. Not a cult movie, but definitely a classic. We're doing the 1993 movie, Jurassic Park. Huge advancements in science have allowed mogul John Hammond to create a theme park full of living dinosaurs... After inviting his grandchildren and a few experts to join him on the grand tour of the park, things start to go haywire in this Jurassic adventure. With the critical systems and security shut down, it becomes a race for survival with dinosaurs roaming freely. Can they escape from the terrors of Jurassic Park? From the guy who previously brought you E.T., Jaws, the Indiana Jones movies, and Hook, Spielberg. It's action-adventure. It's Spielberg in the... Second part of his last being awesome, Spielberg. It's a creature movie, essentially, but I mean, it's kind of, it has a little bit of everything. Starring Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, Samuel L. Jackson, Wayne Knight, and Martin Ferrero. It's got raptors, it's got T-Rexes, it's got Triceratops, it's got Brontosauruses, it's got... It's got that one thing that spits tar at you and kills Newman. A depiction of dinosaurs before we were pretty sure they were just birds. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Must go faster, must go faster. Alrighty, cast and crew, this is a Steven Spielberg movie. Um, this is right in his pocket of just... I, I don't think at this time he's, he's had a miss in like a decade. Yeah, but so I said it earlier, but yeah, he, he had done E.T., Hook, Jaws, and uh, Indiana Jones before this one. And then he follows it up with Schindler's, Schindler's List. So, you know, he's in a pretty tight pocket. I think people don't like Hook unless you're an R.A. Hook group. might actually have been him. after this. I can't. Yeah, Hook was kind of a, wrong a, about a, that. a critic fail, but, you know, they're wrong. All right, you guys might be able to hear a uh, alarm <laughs> outside. That's We live in Chicago, so that's going to happen. I'm going to try gonna to be power like hiccups. through this. Once it disappears, you're going to miss it a little bit. You just want to do a whole stomp situation here? Boom, boom, clap. Boom, clap. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, so this is written by the novel was written by Michael Crichton. He also wrote um, Twister and and the uh, original Westworld. And Cameron, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're more of a book guy than the movie, right? You're always like Jurassic Park. The book is way better. There we go. It's off now. Never read it, but because of the, uh, I thought about it, but I'll never get around to this. I might someday, but <clears throat> hey, if that guy doesn't have a, does he have another book in the works? We could the three of us adapt. Get on that. Well, he's an, I'm sure there'll be something eventually in the future. Um, and then uh, David Cope or Kep uh, did I've seen that's how you pronounce it. He also um, he was he did more of the screenplay, but he did uh, da, 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 da. let me see here. Hmm. I think I read a quote. This is a little trickle on verified that Michael Critton, 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 whatever said uh, that about ten percent of the plot for my book made it to the movie. Hey, it's got dinosaurs, doesn't it? Uh, Shut up. Uh, they were they, they started production on the movie before the release of the book, so they they, they were pretty big hype on that. Weird. Yeah. Uh, David Kep uh, also was a, he's like the screenwriter for it, known for writing Jurassic Park, uh, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones. Uh, the Crystal Skull and the Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi. Big, big summertime movies. I mean, big, big movies. Yeah. Um, music by John Williams. He also, uh, in Steven Spielberg movies, did Jaws, Indiana Jones, Hook, E.T. I mean, we talk about John Williams all the time. Catch me but if you can. Because if you're listening to this, you know who he is. And especially because this movie is one of the most popular, famous John Williams scores. It's up there, and it's like top five, probably. Yeah, definitely top five. Um, on to cast, Sam Neill plays. Uh, Alan Grant, Dr. Alan Grant. I don't really know him for much other than this. This was definitely my introduction to him as a kid. He, I think he just looks like a couple people, so it makes me think I should know him more than I do. I mean, he's in other notable works, but truly, this is what I know him from. And there's going to be people who's like, oh, you don't know him from this? We don't. Yeah. Move <laughs> on. Sorry, Sorry about that, guys. We don't. Laura, Dur Laura Dern plays um, Ellie. Sort of his trusty side. I know I've seen her in a lot of things, but nothing's like really coming out as. I mean, obviously this is her number one for me. Uh, her dad is in the Burbs uh, as Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. Oh, Bruce Dern didn't know that was her dad. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, October Sky. 
I'd oh, say right. The teacher in October He's Sky. The teacher. Ultimately, like a character actor that shows up, this is probably one of her bigger roles. But I'd say she's an all-time stick-arounder. She shows up in a lot, and she's been like acting for. That's what I'm saying. You know she's I mean? in so many things, but nothing that's like really other than this and now October Sky like popping out. Yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum plays Malcolm, the other scientist, the sexiest scientist on screen. Go back and watch Independence Day. I mean, the fly. Uh, I mean, you know who Jeff Goldblum is. We talk about him all the time. I thought about this. As big as those movies are, I think I know him from being Jeff Goldblum the most nowadays. Probably Mission Just Impossible. Just up on though. Conan. Mission, now, Mission nowadays, Impossible. Yeah, not Mission Impossible, sorry. Uh, Independence Day, I would say, as a kid, though, was like our biggest, like... Well, I'd say these two movies were yeah, yeah, our biggest introduction. The Five was a little before I of time. We've definitely seen that. And you've never been since. a big horror creature person, so that was a little like off your radar no, anyway. That, that one's gross. I don't like it, but I respect <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, you know? Um, Richard Attenborough. Uh, Mark, you're big on his jazz music, though, right? You got a couple no, of his LPs, some vinyls. Okay, just me. All right. Never listened to it, but I respect the fact that he does it. <laughs> uh, Richard Attenborough plays uh, Hammond. He's the kind of the owner of the park. To me, and I think to the three of us collectively, this is a sweet spot of his career for us. It was this and Miracle on 34th Street in a two-year span. I like The Great Escape. He's like a lot oh, younger that's true. in that movie, obviously. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bob Peck plays Muldoon. I don't really know him from anything. He's just Muldoon uh, Martin, to me. Yeah, Martin Ferrero plays Gennaro, which is kind of funny. Just uh, Airbud World Pup. Airbud World Pup. Oh, is yeah, that I anything I past that. the original Airbud? I'm unfamiliar, yeah. and I'm pretty unfamiliar <laughs> yeah. with the original Airbud. So uh, he's in planes, trains, and automobiles. I just know that from looking it up. I I don't remember him from that. Yeah, it's been a while um, since I've seen. I wouldn't. BD Wong plays uh, Wu. He's Shang in Mulan. B.D. Wong's been in a bunch of shit over the years, but oh, the only person in the franchise to continue and make it back, so good for him. Yeah, he's in Jurassic World, that's right. Uh, little Tim, little Timmy, play, played by Joseph Mazzello. He's a kid actor in something else. What is it? Star Kid. Star Kid. Simon Birch, or is it something else, too, like that? or Like 97, 90, 1997. Star I can give kid. you a trickle up uh, unverified about him. Sure. Um, he uh, auditioned for Hook, and Steven Spielberg's like, oh, you're just... I mean, you're good, but I'm not going to use you for Hook. But don't worry, I got you. I'm going to put you in Jurassic Park. And he hooked him up. He was oh, a little really? too young. He was a little too young to be one of the. Oh, so Hook is before it. Jurassic Park. Got it. Uh, he's, he's, he's remember that fact from Hook. Funny enough, he's one of Zuckerberg's uh, college room, roommates in the Social Network. He's like one of the hackers ah, or something. Cool. He's, so uh, he continued he, to act. Good yeah, for him. Um, his sister Lex, played by Ariana Richards, she is in Tremors. Go back and listen to Tremors. Is she? Yep. Is she the girl on the pogo? She's the girl then? She's the girl. Okay. Yeah. Samuel Jackson plays uh, Arnold. I mean, obviously, we once know. again, you know who Samuel know who Jackson is. is. And I know we've talked about him at some point on this podcast. So, But what's interesting about this movie, he hasn't blown up yet. And he's about to make um, Reservoir Dogs. and Sorry, Pulp Fiction in like a year, the next mm-hmm. year. And True. Be the Samuel Jackson we know. What, do not remember him smoking so much in this movie, but I, we'll touch on that in a little, little later. Wayne Knight uh, plays Nedry. You can know him from Newman, and then um, sneaky shout out as uh, the public relations guy in. No, he's not. What are you talking about? You're about to say Big Daddy. No, I'm about to say Space Jam. Why don't you shut your oh, mouth? Oh, okay. Finish my sorry. Sentence. I thought he was. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to be the guy ra- for. A- <laughs> sorry. He's in rat race. This says Dirty Dancing. Here. I don't really remember him that, but it's been oh, a second. There's no way he could go unnoticed. He's always looked like <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, Gerald R. Mullen plays Harding. Harding. Who's Harding? I don't know actually. Why did I? Why did I wrote? I wrote that for a reason. Hold on. Uh-huh. Oh, it's um, it's the it's the uh, lawyer. The guy. lawyer. Oh, yeah. the lawyer. Oh, the lawyer. I did not recast the lawyer. He produced I the movie. I, that's why I wrote it. He produced this movie. Um, oh, he's in. Nice. A, he's in a couple other. He's in Catch Me If You Can. So that's he has a familiar face, kind of. But like, so, he's, not, he's always like a like a character actor, side character. He produced Schindler's List and Rain Man. So like, just notable. Producer, huh. I guess. I have one kind of fun one, or a couple of fun ones. The helicopter pilot also is just a helicopter pilot in a couple other movies, I think. It's like Swordfish or something. Is he a real helicopter pilot and they're just actually yeah, using him? He's or? Just, okay, yeah, he's nice. just a pilot. So he was and just then, the 90s pilot at the time in movies? Dope. Yeah. Tom Mishler. And then Greg Burson, Mr. DNA from the little tour video. Oh, right, yeah. Mr. He, he's uh, Yogi Bear and I think like Elmer Fudd in Space Jam or something like that. Solid. Two Space Solid. Jam alums in this movie. Yep. And that, that about wraps it up. Big movie, big cast, but a lot of people we've touched on before. So, I mean, if you really want to hear us talk about some of these people, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Let's move it on to Unverified. Unverified. 
Okay, welcome back to Unverified, and welcome back to the cult classic movie phone. The date is June 11th, 1993, and currently in theaters you could have seen The Firm with Tom Cruise. Sleepless in Seattle, a Jones favorite. Boo. Garwood. sucks. Really? It's yeah, I hate that one. Garwood, Prisoner of War with Martin Sheen and Ralph Macchio. This is post-Karate Kid and Ralph Macchio teen trying to work some stuff out. Dennis the Menace movie. Saw that in the Manchester Theater. Oh. Last Action Hero with Swartz. Never seen that one. Uh, I, yeah, I did recently, funny enough. And Life with Mikey with Michael J. Fox. But you chose, I was about to say The Firm, but you chose Jurassic Park. I think we made the right choice. I think you made the right choice. You did. You might have seen a few of those later rental VHS, but you went to see Jurassic Park. Firm's not bad. So just off the bat, this movie has a million facts and a million sources to find. There's, there's so many documentaries, the movies that made us just BuzzFeed. So, you know, we're here for commentary, not facts. So we'll give you a couple, but we'll get through this quickly. What do you guys have? Um, I'd just like to spit this out, and this is straight from Wikipedia. Wikipedia, is that the Rick and Morty version of Wikipedia? (laughs) You were about to get a mutiny on your hand here. Um, This is from Wikipedia. Oh, boy, Rick. Oh, geez, Rick. Here you go now. Um, $63 million budget, and this is, I assume, still a growth. The box office is $1.46 billion. Does that mean all of them? I don't know what the I don't know. That's quite. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 lifetime gross. I looked at that earlier. I'm like, holy fuck. Okay, that makes okay for itself. But uh, let me in the in the king. I just want to say the release date because it's June 9th. Just perfect blockbusters. I have June 11th. Is what we (laughs) just right there. The tiebreaker. Tenth. Well, and Cameron, did you look at did you look at Wikipedia or what, what was your source? <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia seems real reliable. Okay, all right, that's that's what I got. It made Jordan, money. Off your bo- it, it actually held the box office record until it was beaten out by Tan- uh, Titanic. And do you guys know the current record holder? Yeah, something just beat it, but I forget what it is. What is it? It didn't just beat it. Was it Avatar? It, I assume yes, it had Avatar. to be. A, was it Avatar still? Yeah, but something Titanic just beat Avatar. Like I think I thought something beat that recently. I'm, I'm just using Wikipedia. So. Okay, that's, that's fair. We're on Rick, Cameron. <laughs> oh, jeez. So this is just a, a terrifying fact that I, that I always kind of knew. But So I knew that they had a lot of robot malfunctions with the T-Rex because it was a rain scene. And they tested it in a dry warehouse and never considered that the hydraulics and electronics might go haywire. So just occasionally while they were filming and on break, the T-Rex would move on its own and start jerking and going haywire. But that's a big dangerous animatronic just come alive and be out of control so that must have been super dangerous and terrifying to actually film with i think there was a snafu while shooting um with the kids and that glass came down way harder on them than they expected to when the t-rex like goes through the sunroof i can imagine it looks not fun you know uh, along that same line uh generally speaking any shot of a full dinosaur was cgi but the shots uh when it was just part of a dinosaur that's all animatronics or practical and it's better it's better. It is better. It's yeah. just way better. And even honestly, the CGI still looks good. Yeah, it's not bad. But in like kind of the lore behind that is like the the CGI team made a huge promise that they could do all this like live motion dinosaur, and it was like a huge leap in CGI at the time. But they actually didn't know if they could do it. So they kind of if if you watch the uh, the movies that made us, it's actually really interesting on how the CGI team is essentially like inventing all these lighting techniques and revolutionizing cgi just in order to meet these deadlines that they promised they could do that they kind of couldn't but look watch that documentary it's very interesting we kind of talked about this a second ago but michael Critchin, Critchton, critten michael critten critten well whatever those are right uh he sold the he sold the rights which were non-negotiable of 1.5 million before the book was published as well as a percentage in the gross he already just had a hit books before that so they expected that it would be a hit so there were multiple people actually optioning and trying to buy the rights to this book before anyone had read it which is nuts i gotta appreciate this michael Crichton guy going you know collecting his bag he was essentially writing the 90s books that became movies and then later we got dan brown uh, apparently the movie and book generated so much interest in dinosaurs that the study of paleontology um had a record increase in just students it's got to be up there it. with uh, Top Gun records of propaganda movies that just inspired a bunch of people to get into a career path. <laughs> yeah. This is like, uh, yeah, just like that. And right after Titanic, Jordan started drawing so many nudes, remember? 
I did. I did a lot of old lady nudes. French girls. All right, now take a guess old here. Old French ladies. What what animals do you think are comprised to make the Tyrannosaurus Rex roar? Oh, it's uh, it's about. Four I got a I lion in there for sure. Uh, I, it's a tiger. Yeah. Tiger. Okay. Big cat. We got a. Um, it's a. It's a. We got a tiger. We got a dog. Humpback whale. An alligator gurgle and a baby elephant squeal. Oh, I was going to say elephant for sure. Here's the disturbing part. They had a baby elephant and they were trying to coax noises out of it. And the trainer said, huh, we've never heard it make that noise before. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know, man, but so that's what it is. Apparently it's mostly the, it's mostly the uh, baby elephant giving us the low ends of the noise we're getting. (laughs) God, what were they doing? Today? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, the sound of the T Rex footsteps were created by uh, cut sequoias crashing to the ground. Oh. They really like. They really, they really dug deep on the creativity for these sounds. Foley team had a heyday, though. They had to make so many noises. If you think about they it, they had to cut down whole forests of sequoia trees. That's the sound of deforestation. They didn't do anything with them. They just cut them down. It's like, it's a great sound. We got to do it. Uh, Speaking of deforestation and and someone who just keeps making Fern Gully, James Cameron was slated. uh, He was bidding for the rights to this movie as well. And uh, he was up for the rights to the Michael Critton book, but he went on to do Aliens instead. But he has said that it's much better that Spielberg did it because he would have made it more of a horror, like Aliens version of Jurassic Park. And he says that would have been unfair because, you know, curious to see that. It would have been terrifying, but he says that would have been unfair because children relate to dinosaurs, and that would have been, you know, <laughs> horrific. I'm this sure it would have been necessarily good, but... like. What, what, is this a PG movie? Mm, probably. We gotta be. We gotta be PG thirteen. Maybe thirteen. It's, There's, it's some scary. Scary. There's some blood. There's some. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, are... it's, it's not like necessarily like a kids movie by any means. It's like I a get what he's saying. Friendly, friend, uh, family friendly movie though. Wouldn't you say you go see it with your? Sure, oh, it's yeah. an adventure movie. movie. Action adventure. True, sure is. It's a, Spiel- it's a Spielberg movie, you know? Yeah. He doesn't have too many R's in his arsenal. Schindler's List? Yeah, I would assume um, that, like Munich or something. <laughs> a lot of the ones you forget about here. that aren't Schindler's List. Uh, despite being called Jurassic Park, I think we all knew this growing up, but most of this it takes place in the crustacean period. <laughs> that was <laughs> always... Off. Sorry, so I guess I got to cross, cross off like my, my biggest animosity with the movie uh this actually goes all the way back to the book though and when people ask michael Crichton why he did that he's like well it just the logo looked better and the graphics team just went with that <laughs> it's an all-time font i love the font who doesn't all-time yeah, font it's it might be it's, its own font it's Great jurassic font. park font yeah whenever you see that that's what it's called solid font can't get over that uh ariana richards kind of got uh screwed over here um they made a bunch of action fi- action figures for the movie and sh- she wasn't one of them they even made like a Muldoon. Yeah, they made Muldoon, Menedry. Malcolm, everybody. They, She's the only one they didn't make. Yeah. yeah I think that Doc, I think that Hammond, that everybody. They have Newman? So they have Newman in there? I think Newman. so. I mean, how else are you going to sell the lizard thing that has the spitting thing? You got to oh, have the set. That is, that's true. That was rough. That is. Uh, Sam Neill, who plays Dr. Grant, injured his hand lighting the flare in the iconic uh, T Rex scene. Uh, according to him, some of the phosphorus uh, just leaked out of it and got under his watch and were taking chunks out of his arm during that. God. Yeah, so quite a horrific burn in that scene. I do believe the must go faster was improvised by Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And if you go to our Independence Day uh, movie, you can. He la- added that as well. They, they later added it in there because they liked it so much. In 2005, paleontologist Dr. Mary Schweitzer discovered red blood cells and soft tissue in the fossilized bones of a T Rex. Meaning dinosaur cloning may someday become a reality. I have been hearing that we're going to make a mammoth for the last few years, but never pulls, never comes through. Touching on another movie we did, go back and watch Spaceballs. All the merchandise shown in the movie was at some point actually sold as merchandise. (laughs) Awesome. Everything in the movie. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh, I have two dinosaur facts I have to say. I watched this with friend of the pod, Chris Reimer, and he had a few things to say about dinosaur facts. And number one. The Dilophosaurus, the one that spits the venom with the... Dilophosaurus? Oh, like Dilophosaurus. Yeah, you heard it. Uh, it, there, at the time, there was, there was a lot added to the filming. It probably didn't have the, the little frills that pop out. Spielberg added that. And it probably didn't spit venom. They just thought it was so... For some, they thought it would be too light to actually take down Big Prey, so they just assumed that. So all the scary features of that thing are made up. They added to it. Oh, then yeah. it's a cute dinosaur outside of it's that. It's just a big iguana. It's just a big lizard, essentially. But, so that was a Dilophosaurus, and then what was the other one? Uh, uh, Vibrarex? No. But the other a one Vibrator. that Fra- <laughs> Chris Reimer oh, also wanted to point out, raptors in real life are only one to three feet tall, depending on the species, and 
But Spielberg hated that because he wanted them to be menacing. He's like, well, we need it to be at least 10 feet tall. But funny enough, right after this movie was released, then a species of raptor was found that was about 10 feet tall that pretty much matched the description of Spielberg's. And they jokingly almost called it uh, Raptorus Spielbergus. Yeah, they also found it by an umbrella company of like Raptorus Amblin, Spielberg. Inc. Yeah, they were, it was something very <laughs> oh similar to that. It was God. like Raptorus Spiel, Spielberg's. Are they clever girls, though? Do we know that? Uh, They were much more like... Well, it's also... At the time, they hinted at at the beginning of the movie that they would have been much more bird-like. Now we know from Discovery Channel, History Channel, whatever, new documentaries, that they pretty much were just big birds. And they they touch on that in the new (laughs) movies, too, now. They're like, whatever, we're using lizards. Cool. All right, I'm I'm good. I got no more facts. I have a couple more. I've got the tri- tri- Triceratops dung didn't smell at all. It was made of clay, mud, and straw, and was drizzled with a topping of honey and papaya so flies wouldn't swarm Ooh. around. Yeah, it was a sm- sweet-smelling pile of shit. Yeah, sweet-smelling. Huge, huge sweet-smelling pile of shit. Again, this movie has a million there's facts. There's so many. But there's so many sources out there, so go go, go find those sources. But if you want to hear there some commentary, some touch on. you're in luck because we're moving on to questions. Comments. Animosities. Question, comment, animosity. Just to start it off, I watched this as a kid. I mean, obviously, 93. But I just totally didn't understand any of the plot, the scientist, the lawyer, <laughs> why they I were there. The same thing. So, uh, all I'm, glad that I, I'm glad we all wrote this down. I didn't know. I, I didn't think there was a snafu. Can someone no. go over the plot point that we all missed? This is Measure. even a bigger thing uh, <laughs> than... Uh, than Kevin McAllister throwing that ticket away. I didn't know why any of this fucking happened. Well, it was Newman's character. Well, yeah, I thought well, Newman was a good guy. Yeah, I really thought he I was thought helping he out the cause. he just got screwed over and killed. Yeah, yeah I thought I he thought was he going did. to like start a generator, but it turns out... <laughs> so, someone explained this in, okay, in better so detail. First off, I didn't understand as a kid that the lawyer, Grant, and Ellie were there. It was essentially, and this is an insurance policy, because someone just died at the park before it opened. Didn't understand <laughs> they that. They got eaten. A, yeah, I, no, I, 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 really... I understood that as a scene that someone died, but I didn't understand the whole insurance lawyers thing. Yep. So then on top of that... The whole plot is just corporate espionage where Newman from Seinfeld is stealing embryos and trying to sneak them away in that I remember the dope Barbasol can that stuck out as a kid yeah, for that sure. Was cool. But well, I, I question why. that though. That's so okay. Funny you guys but thought that what too. he's sneaking out in the Barbasol can is dinosaur DNA. Dinosaur. Did you know that? No. Did you fucking I, know that cuz I dinosaur. didn't remember that. I, had no I just idea. thought no idea. In my defense, 93, we were I was 3 best case scenario, so you know, I just knew that they were dinosaurs. No, he just gets almost a million dollars right up front just to do, do this job, which I don't know if anybody knows that he can pull off or not. You know, though, I will say Newman was warning him the entire time. You're really not paying me enough. And it does seem like uh, Hammond was just being like, hey, I'm not going to have this conversation. I don't a little cheapskate. He didn't value him. He should have paid the tech guy. Yeah. Do you think that they were running on at, at least in this um, dry run, like small open for family and friends? Mm-hmm. Real, real small staff. I'm counting like 10 people tops oh, that I tiny. saw well, on it, this island. It seems like there's a deep blue sea moment at the beginning. Maybe there's a storm coming, so a lot of people might be oh, leaving. Oh, people bounce. But it, That's a whole big plot point I, that I didn't understand either. But I didn't get either. that feel, really. Yeah, I didn't get the whole ship. And, yeah, I didn't get that either. So maybe now that's what was happening. But yeah, it seems like a very small crew, but which is good because they all would have died. So the I still viewers... actually kind of had to rewind a couple times. I'm like, wait, what? That's what this is? That's what we're doing here? It turns out none of us remembers the first... 35 minutes of this movie until they get to like maybe going through we remember really? we remember when right we when saw the, the first hatched. dinosaur yeah we remember the brontosaurus maybe the scene with the helicopter because that's kind of action-packed that's kind of where my memory comes in as a kid is ham and jump around from like costa rica to the mines of moria to yeah, yeah there's a little oh. bit going on i'm gonna write this down and obviously if we didn't remember the plot we weren't going to remember this little moment but this is for the viewers at home he uh hammond uh, who's who's running the Jurassic Park theme park? Mm-hmm. He's just leasing the property. Don't you think that's pretty crazy that he wouldn't straight out buy it? What the island? Well, Jordan, he's spending yeah. he's spending so much money, no expenses on everything else that he has to save a little money on the land purchase. I know, but what happens when they're like, "Hey, you can't have this land anymore now that we know you have dinosaurs." Uh, it turns out dinosaurs live there. Then someone else buys it out like a couple <laughs> generations later and does the same damn thing. Which I yeah, do have a question about that. So it's the same island, and I know we're kind of jumping to the later movies, but like. Did they just wrangle all the dinosaurs on that island to build a new park in the same spot? Like, we kind of see the old Jurassic Park in that movie. Did they just 
I don't know, have armed guards around construction to build new area and then be like, well, don't go out in the jungle. It is terrifying out there. It is dinosaur crazy. It is just nuts out there. Um, I don't have the answer for that because I don't think I've seen another Jurassic Park in You definitely saw two and three at the time. It's just they were far inferior and you don't don't remember. I I don't think I do. Yeah, yeah. We we saw them as a family. We all saw them as a family. They were big movies. I think we're confusing. I'm confusing that with I might have seen Godzilla. Sure, yeah. We all saw that too, Jordan. It was a big blockbuster movie. We all saw it. Okay, uh, moving around. I do have a question now that um, I've rewatched it in the eye of an adult, and I haven't seen this movie in years. Uh, I got a real question. So the two paleontologists played by Laura Dern and Sam Neill, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be scary, and they sort of touch on it with a line, that this will end your career once we know what dinosaurs are really like and we take out all your Yeah, Malcolm's like, oh, don't you mean extinct? Yeah, I think they're definitely like, even if they wasn't shutting down, it seems early on on the tour they're like, you haven't thought of the ramifications of what this is going to do, John. Like to this me, is the end of you. <laughs> yeah, the end of your fucking. I career. didn't really get how until this watch how Hammond even convinced them to come to the park. I just thought he told them about it and like they're like, oh yeah, let's go check that out. He, he's going to offer three years of funding to their yeah. dig site for them just like to come like much. endorse. Oh, three them. years. I assume it's tough for them to get money. I'll, I'll quote Spaceballs on this. They're not doing it for the money. They're doing it for a shitload of money. True, you know true, what I mean? true. But we'll same, go to Costa Rica. At the same time, hard to say he, no to that. He, Mark, to Mark's point, though, he never tells them where he's taking them or exactly what it is. He just says, I've built a pod. You're going to like it. And this. it has to do with your jobs. Okay. Does he, does he, does, uh, does Hammond describe at all that I made dinosaurs? When he gets there, yeah, in great detail. But not before the park, right? No, not at all. No, he's just like it. It has a lot to do with your job. You're gonna. It's gonna. You're he, gonna like. He this. just gets him straight on a helicopter. It seems. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's insane. It's clearly insane. Uh, Hard to say no to a guy in white linen uh, beachwear. Oh, dude. That's, yeah, there's no red flags there. Those guys no. are always good guys. <laughs> <laughs> when I say the phrase, I want an island suit. I want island wear. I want an island suit. That's what I'm imagining. But like thinner and mm-hmm. linen. You know. Oh. Um. There's no way that you get on that plane. I mean. Helicopter. One in a million, it's dinosaurs, but nine, one in a hundred is dinosaurs. Ninety-nine times, it's we're hunting man. We're hunting. <laughs> True. That's how you get lured to you. that island. Come to my murder island. And now it's the most. You can go barefoot game. in a white linen suit. Oh, well, you, you usually shoeless, do your beach. You go... You're usually in a leisure area. Ooh, the most interesting thing is you can do like weird fancy sandals, fancy man sandals. Fancy sandals, always a hat of sorts, straw mm. hat. Mm, yeah. You got Oh, that's part of the game. You got to have some sort of a hat accoutrement to go with it. That's part of it. Comment, I don't want to become a villain, but I would like to own an island, and I think those two kind of go hand in hand. Who's the Virgin Mobile guy? Uh, oh, uh, Richard Branson. Is he a villain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As much as all the other billionaires. I mean, they all have the making. They just have one inciting incident, but he's the top three villains in the world. We should say Samuel Jackson says, hold on to your butts a lot. I didn't count I it. I only remember it once. I only yeah, remember he says one. it two or three times. I think it really made an impression on you. Hold on uh, he butt. said, hold on to your butts like five times in a four minute span. And I do want to say this. I think we made a, uh, a Mount Rushmore once of coolest on screen smokers and he didn't make the list. And it's because I hadn't seen Jurassic Park for a while. <laughs> yeah, that, I think he didn't use his hands the entire time with that cigarette. That, and it was impressive. That is an animosity to mine. As someone who used to smoke, I I didn't ever like a sm- like a cigarette dangling in my mouth. And it was still like <laughs> like wafting up my nose. It's in your like, nose. Yeah. yeah, it's uncomfortable. In the whole movie, it is just... He's breathing like half air, half smoke the well, entire he's time. He's smoking it down to the filter. He's smoking it down to his fingernails, that guy. It, you know, and I kind of look for it. Not that many continuity errors with it. So I wonder. You know, <laughs> That's probably because you're just real life burning through, through them one all. after another. <laughs> um, uh, one touch at the beginning, very beginning, and then uh, we can kind of move past and jump around. Yeah. Um, how did, this is a question really. How did Hammond scamper off the helicopter that quick? They land, and all of a sudden he's, <laughs> like, he's like popping champagne in the trailer. That Oh yeah, that actually is I don't amazing. Know. I, he I did just, get there. That is a. He also does. Oh, you mean on the on the archaeolo- or the yeah, yeah the, the dig the, site, the, the dig, site. dig site. They're like, cut it off. They're like, he's already in the trailer. So you have weird hobbies when you're that rich, and he's been doing just sleight of hand magic for years. So like, that's <laughs> yeah. part of the whole thing. I'd okay. say it's more. He's got a doctor that shoots him full of pep me up shit. <laughs> in a shot for him. I would assume that's it. It's a bit of a. Although Willy... he moves pretty gingerly, the rest of yeah, the time. watching how slow he moves with that cane. It's, it's a bit just... of a Willy Wonka. That's all for show. <laughs> Pops up oh, as a I do want to say uh, again, nobody's going to remember this, but I think it's hilarious how he comes with his helicopter and just blows all their sight, like digging shit out of the way. Just doesn't care. Plankton doesn't I kind of want to imagine that little bit of wind would kind of clear clear some dust. Oh my god, there's so Could much clearing up now. We can see Holy so shit, much. There's a lot of dinosaur bones Stay here. This here. is amazing. 
Uh, I just wanted to say, we kind of talk about it, but John Williams hits it out of the park again. Has to be one of his top five scores. I'll just go off the bat trying to list him. Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Superman. Star Wars. Star Wars. I forgot about Star Wars, yeah. There we go. Star Wars has got to be on there. Uh, Superman, the score, might be bigger than the movie now, but... Yeah, true. Well, especially... And somehow they all really portray, like, what the The movie is and what what the... (laughs) What they're going for. I don't know. Crazy. No, he's he's able to create a theme for the movie and moments in the movie and callbacks that's, I guess, unparalleled to anybody. While still having the very John Williams sound, much like Hans Zimmer. But even... You know who it is. But you well, mentioned about, something earlier, like, catch me if you can. Like, that's not really his token sound, but it's still, like, he no, does but a the, good job Like, he creates the theme of a song that's just... In this movie, the unveil of the dinosaurs without his... I mean, the visual effects, I believe, we'll get into maybe somewhere down the line. Or maybe we'll never talk Probably about it. Probably right now. I don't now, really give a shit. comment if you want to. But, but without his score, the, um, the reveal of the dinosaurs would not hold all the, all the same way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. It's, I wouldn't say it's entirely made by his score, but it's definitely heightened. No, it's it's definitely because it's, of it. I, I want to say like 60-40. Yeah, and you know what? Let's just talk. I think that's safe. Let's talk about the effects because that's kind of maybe the worst moment when we really featured the most CGI. It's mostly practical effects for a lot of it, but even the old CGI kind of holds up. The T Rex raptor fight at the end with CGI blood was not good back then. We weren't good at that. Anything in the daylight was tough, but the rain scene is is amazing. The rain scene scene was amazing. Yeah, that that still holds up great. And even but like, I do want to say, I do want to say that as good as the the visual effects were, like the computer animation. It's still not as good as the practical effects with the close-up oh, shots. Oh, hundred percent. No, of course not. But I still just miss that. But for being like but for nineteen ninety-three, like, yeah, yes, I agree. Some of the earliest CGI, like kind of like like heavily used in a film, like it stands up. Even the scene with the stampede in the field, like during daylight, that one's not bad. Can I make an argument why I think it holds up better than even if you just go down the line to another monster mega visual effects Titanic? Sure. Because it's not as much the background as it is the dinosaurs themselves that are the visual effect. So, like, our landscape is still pretty realistic in comparison to today when it's just green screen everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And I, wish I think that's why it maybe I don't know. That's because my we're used hypothesis. to seeing people in unnatural lighting, and instead it's just this lighting on the creatures a little off. Yeah. It didn't hold up quite as well as I thought it was going to, but for 1993, it's still pretty amazing. Not bad. Yeah. Having seen all these movies and knowing the pitfalls of morality, would you go to a real life Jurassic Park if it opened? Oh, this was a big topic. It with the price point with right now, even with these movies, I would go upwards of five hundred dollars a day. That was my price point. I couldn't afford any more. Yeah, but that makes sense. Most parks are around like three hundred or something now. Well, here's the big problem that I have. You have to get to Costa Rica. The price to get to the park is the tra- you, there's still travel price just right. to do this damn thing. It's so like you'd be like, of- oh, we're going to Disney, Euro Disney. So I thought about that too. Yeah, I got to get a passport. We would go to it once it's more at a price point and in Orlando. Yeah, we're doing it when they branch out and they get one here. We're not going to go to the first one, but we're definitely going to see it when it comes stateside. Yeah. Okay, so that's the answer. So we will die when Jurassic World opens. I think they were saying that they were going to charge maybe a thousand to two thousand dollars a day. Well, the lawyer. "Eh, I'm not in at that point. Well, the lawyer was throwing you know the figures out. Once Hammond opens up one in like L.A., we'll go to that one. Yeah, we're definitely hitting the L.A. one for sure. And there's going to be a traveling. It's like, hey, I know you guys can't all make it to Costa Rica, but we're going to take these two dinosaurs. To an arena. Yeah, there's a whole tour. Yeah, We already have Here's that. The we already have fix. that. They're not real. <laughs> Easiest fix for Jurassic Park and all the problems that ensue. Better gates? Better gates, mm, man. Better no, gates. That, you no, know what? Just, that is an animosity. Just zone. herbivores. Just herbivores. Don't make T-Rexes. Yeah, but you're, don't make when you. Yeah, I know what you want to do. When you watch the later movies, they're like, "This is the only thing that sells tickets is teeth and claws." No one wants to see the Jordan. That's oh, like that's, like that's just, bullshit. We would all see a tri- tri- Triceratops. We'd all see it. You know, you want to see the killer whale at a, at Shedd Aquarium. You don't want to. You don't want to see just penguins and and penguins, <laughs> penguins and other fish. Just, you just, you want to see the uh, big shit. I know, but like. You'd, you'd look at a penguin, I'm just saying. <laughs> of course I would. Oh, I'm glad we're talking about uh, Gates and the lack, the problem of... I did write this down. That The little the little boy in this movie Tim. should be dead a million times. Oh, yeah. But, spe- but specifically, the electric fence. Yeah, I geez. did write this down. If it's it's enough to take down a dinosaur, it should kill a little boy. Let me, I, he goes through I don't a lot. have a lot of He goes of notes. through a um, lot of trauma. 10,000 volts, okay? Okay. Okay. Did you do you some do research some math? math? A household... 
Oh wait, no shit. He's I actually he fingers, might right he might stay alive. Here's why. Oh, I'm on the reverse. I think that would kill the kid. Blah blah blah. But I don't think it would bring down a dinosaur because it's only ten thousand volts of electricity. A household plug is hundred and twenty volts, but a taser gun is only fifty is fifty thousand volts. So I don't think we're bringing down any dinosaurs with ten thousand volts. Well, let's just take this back to the T Rex enclosure. The gate tapers off before the end of the tunnel. Like, there's even just a gap for him to walk by. Like, the fencing wasn't thought out. The raptors are kept in, like, a, a like Menard storage garage that you can buy for $1,000. <laughs> like, it's tiny. I know, but you had to cut corners sometime, Cameron. I think there's no stories of, like... He spared no expense, Jordan. He says it all the time. Yeah, in his presentation to... I don't even know why he needs the scientific community to sign off on this because someone just died jordan he can't get insurance on this freaking park they made like eight raptors before they even like had proper fencing before they even knew what they needed like oh shit right they ran some fences we got too many dinosaurs yeah really this whole thing isn't a question of rally and should we it's like hey you should have paid the it guy more and not skimped on the fencing john that's the problem penny pension john hammond Again, the only reason, and it's not the storm. I've got to reiterate this for people who don't remember the plot that aren't just Mark, Cameron, and myself. Newman cut off the electricity. Newman's character, the IT guy. That's why we have all these problems. Yeah, you, It wasn't I, the storm. It was I Newman. I still thought he was like really trying to solve a problem here. Yeah, I thought he was trying to save the park. Uh, we all uh, did. Uh, 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 he was uh, the problem, uh, uh, Mark. He was the problem. <laughs> So this is a trickle up uh, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Between 1994 and 1996, I got two of those moments. It's this in Jurassic Park, the uh-uh-uh. Batman Forever. Uh, and then it's Batman Forever. I believe it's again, uh-uh-uh. And then I'm going to throw Independence Day in there where whatever the fuck is, they can't get in the alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, alien I, I got you. I always remember the Richie Rich one for some reason. Dad, not found. Dad, not found. Oh, that's Dad, good. there we go. Our, our four is done. Let us know your top four technological kickouts i don't know you guys know what we're talking about so two animosities number one when they're on the ride and they just lift the bars clearly breaking the ride i just bought this thing you're gonna bust it like that and you walk off you're gonna die you're gonna die on the track like you're like you're in like the carousel progress getting crushed in the walls you can't do you're that. just as likely to die getting off a ride as you were dinosaurs at that point yeah true you gotta adhere to the safety rules and animosity number and they two jump out of the car like I'm see- They're breaking rules all over the park. Animosity number two, I'm seeing a tour and I'm seeing one ride. This better not be an animal kingdom with nothing. This better not be an amusement park, you know? If I'm paying $500... It is, Cameron. That's the thing. I need at it least is. three rides. Come on. Get- Actually, that didn't even occur to me. But now, now just in this moment, <laughs> I do not want to go to Jurassic Park without rides. Yeah, it needs- I need rides. I can't just look at dinosaurs the whole time. Plus, you've all been to zoos. They're only out there for like two minutes a day. Okay, minimum, I need two roller coasters, one water ride, and one of those swings that go up in the air, you know, on the chains. A couple uh, couple dipping oh, dots, Oh, yeah, kiosks. like a toboggan type ride. Yeah, yeah, that would work. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. Actually, that's my biggest animosity now that I've heard it. It's not the murder. It's not the safety problems. It's that there's no roller coasters here. Not a single and one. And that'd be the first thing i bring up to Hammond. <laughs> Hammond. I'd be like, where's it's all the crustace- rides, It's a crustacean period Epcot. <laughs> oh, man. Ep- Ep- yeah. Don't give me... <laughs> I like Epcot, but it's got. Oh, I do want to say though. It, I mean, obviously, it's a Spielberg movie, so like they they definitely would nail it. But it looks the the way they um decorated and the park, the amusement park, it's perfect. Yeah, it it's really spot perfect. on. Oh, also, just as far it made as me want to go get an overpriced lunch at an amusement park. Just yeah, well, you can definitely do that. As far as aesthetic, also off that, I love watching old '90s computer tech, and it gives me like I don't know a weird connection, but a similar vibe to '60s futuristic dream tech that we thought we would have. But I love it's old computer yeah. stuff. It makes me into it, in today's standards to be like I am a god compared to you guys. <laughs> yeah. In the palm of my hand, it's like you don't know what you're dealing. But with. just Lex at the end going through that computer system map of like, oh, it's easy. You just have to go through this weird maze where the files are held. Yeah, and not yeah. It's like, but they they, they it's weird that it was c- controlled by the computer. But they're like, but we're gonna have to send Laura Dern in there to manually do everything, you know. And I'm also, like, I got the computer aspect, but I'm also okay. First off, I never understood as a kid that that was Arnold Samuel Jackson's arm in the generator room. And two, it's kind of like vague when he goes there to die. Like they mentioned that someone needs to go like out to the pump generator room, but they kind of just gloss over him dying. I assume we just miss him. Um, they cl- they cut right to, I believe, them 
uh, climbing the fence that, because he's like, oh, Arnold will go and uh, turn on the power. I remember him fighting back a little bit and then being like, no, you guys go. I don't even re- remember him dying. And it's Laura Dern even turning on the fence. So, like, he does nothing. He just, Yeah, I don't know why he's going there. Maybe he just, I don't he know. He got all the way there and in. Yeah, and then died. He did not. Yeah, his whole thing was pointless. Was yeah. there just a raptor in there? Like, how, he ran into an oh, issue. Oh, can I actually ask a question at, at this stage of the movie? Sure. I, I I mean, before rewatching this, I'm like, oh, Laura Dern's got a limp when she runs from, you know, the generator. Where she hurt her leg? I watched for it this time. I don't see her hurt uh, her leg at all. I, I looked for it, too, and I it's it's very it's indistinct, for sure. You can Raptor you can, attack, just, you know. I think it's the raptor attack through, because she definitely kicks just the door. Just off screen, she twisted her ankle, and no, we had to go with it? No, I think she it? kicks the door, but yeah, maybe it is off screen. On a Shining Unverified, Laura Dern says that she was actually terrified with that puppetry, and she cried after, like, she cries during that filming and continued after the camera stopped rolling because she was terrified. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Oh, I've got a big animosity. Um, when Sam nails with the kid, the boy, and the Tim. car is falling out of the tree. Tim. He survives a crash from a car off a cliff into it. Yeah. That. It's not only that. There's so many things wrong there. But why don't they just move to the right? Why do they try Climb to climb all the way down? The cart? That really pisses me off. It's like in any movie when they're trying to outrun a tire. I'm like, jog 10 meters to the side, dummy. Just move. Yeah, just, just move. Go it, it, it goes back to our uh, angle. Maybe the just angle a little. My favorite joke in uh, Austin Powers oh. when he's like, no, no, and you have so much time. They should have just moved to the left. Oh, biggest animosity, and this is, um, I'm going to call this the Cameron's dislike for Mitch and Days and Confused. I absolutely, from a kid to now, and I tried to shake it off because I'm 35, Okay. and the, the, the little girl in this is probably like 13. I hate her acting. Oh. She just breathes heavy and hyperventilates. The, it's too It's too well, much. You're you, brought up my next, you brought up my next animosity. Lex is the worst. He, pretty much yes, the whole plot could be avoided if she wouldn't have turned on the fucking flashlight. Like, that's what caused the attack. Oh. Like, the T-Rex just would have walked by and they would have waited for the Jeep to come pick him up. And They all they don't know. They don't know. I'm on her side here. When is it ever a good idea to shine a light and wave it around when you're trying to be, like, lie low? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, the dumbest thing to do. Just for a second there, Lex. And, and then, then yeah. also kind of funny, but in animosity, Malcolm and uh, Grant take a long time after the oh, jeep yeah. gets uh attacked or the compass or whatever it is the the car until they intervene like it gets yeah. hit bit flipped over and then the head bashes this, through and then they're, they're like just staring there for yeah, five minutes it's like five minutes of attack before they're they like it's a t-rex it but like they're like they're just watching these kids getting ravaged by these yeah if, by they either t-rex. had to do something immediately or just stay in the car they either had the right thing all, all along yeah, well or, they're gone yeah they're dead should have should have turned off the light kid yeah, they they let it ride for a while. I mean, in their defense, it's, yeah, you know, dino- they're not their kids. That's right. Dinosaurs, exactly you know what, what I mean? Yeah, like you know what I mean. And then once they go into action, Goldblum's like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing here, Goldblum? You're gonna just you're gonna sacrifice yourself now? It's like you already let them kind of get real smashed down. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I have a big I have a big animosity with the um the first encounter of the dinosaurs they see when the John Williams score kicks in. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just get out of the car and are standing like a mere 50 feet away from this <laughs> brontosaurus. Like I get they might be harmless. We don't know. We, like what I have the same We know way they're too not close. meat eaters, way too but close. they're still like two tons of something right. that could it's stomp like standing, they don't like, I have that same complaint elephant. two other times when they see the triceratops. Up in the trees. This, they're on a tour and they're already going through a dangerous da- dinosaur area and they just hop right out of the car and just in those jeeps yep. and go over to the dinosaur like they're in a zoo enclosure. It's like getting out in those like big cat <laughs> places like it's still a tiger there like stay in the car. Yeah, if you ignore warning signs and you get eaten, that's kind of on you. I'm it's sure they didn't sign. Hammond oh. mentioned the locking mechanism. Like that's Muldoon. That's, he's like, I've told you, we need locking mechanisms. Why would that not? That's the easiest not? thing. That's the easiest. Right down side. Child, need child safety locking dogs. mechanisms. <laughs> Good to know. This is why you do the dry run, Cam. You got to find out where the problems are. Okay, I think the biggest animosity of the entire movie, though, is at this point they already kind of suspected that dinosaurs were birds. Definitely thought they were lizards. Why did they use frog DNA as the splicer? Like just a random other creature as the gap? Why wouldn't they use plot point so they can make so they new so they can change animals? sexes? And a paleontologist and a paleontologist knows that they can change sexes. Or who who who's the one who who remembers Grant, that? Grant Grant's the one that, that's like, oh yeah, some frog. Yeah, like how does do he this? fucking like, know that? Yeah, those scientists didn't oh, think about actually, that. Actually, um, I think the answer to that is that's that's one of the twenty percent that they took from the original book. It was full of like. <laughs> Sex-changing frog DNA shit. That was a big plot point in that book. Well, well, funny enough, I think in the book it is a storm and not even corporate espionage. I think it's even simplified. I think they made made it too much in the movie, maybe. But again, I haven't read it, so that's unverified. 
Nedry's plan, I don't think, would have even worked during the daytime. Which part? Wasn't even, just the whole his plan. Whole, to his steal, whole plan. Just, it, yeah, he like, didn't give, he, just like it was suspicious as fuck. All the cameras going down and the fences and like he, it would it wouldn't have worked in the in the daytime. That that little dinosaur is still going to fucking the, see him. The tough part was just getting it out of. Yeah, he didn't have to turn off any of the aggressive security you, and electricity. Yeah, he, that was just a dick move that would have killed everybody. Yeah, like he would have been he a more than he needed. I guess he got his though, didn't he? Well, didn't true. he get his storm or not? And I thought he was going to save the park or try to help somebody, but it turns out it was just corporate espionage. God, that was such a cool little can of Barbasol. It really was, <laughs> and it's the same can. They never changed design. Yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Not many, not many companies do that. I only have you a few more Barbasol. comments, but animosity when when we hit the Dr. Hammond, the phones are working. When they finally get a hold of him, when the door locks, you hear Eliel, "Oh my God, it's trying the window." And then you hear Grant shooting a shotgun at the window before it jumps in. So that's animosity number one. Why would you preemptively shoot at the window that's being your safeguard? Number two, he has a shotgun and it leaves like a bullet hole in that glass. He's loading shotgun shells. If anything, it's a slug. It'll leave a big hole or bird shell. It'll leave a scatter shot. Like, but doesn't make sense at all he's shooting a 22 yeah like the but it just doesn't match up whatsoever and i'm not like a gun nutter expert but like i'm like that doesn't make sense sounds like you are cameron i mean sounds like you're more than mark and i've seen enough action movies to know a shotgun shell and what it does don't tread on cameron don't tread on me (laughs) Uh, if we're talking shotguns i just gotta go to the the clever what's the clever Clever girl guys muldoon muldoon's maybe the the best one-liner in this whole movie it's not even close as much as I love that one, he shit. has that it's, thing too. He has a bit of that speech at the beginning. Then, did you say that's the best line in the movie? I just love his. I love that clever girl line. It, it is might be yeah, my yeah. favorite. Must go faster is probably more important. Well, some Jurassic Parks, and then of course we all love that's one big pile of shit. But clever girl, hold like, on to your butt. Still is above must go faster. <laughs> hold on to your butts. I feel like we have to point out that Muldoon is has some jacked thighs and some short shorts. He has a. Get what up. do you guys think about that? Uh, I'm pro it. If you're Bring if you're back. hunting big game, you need to be able to get to a low crouch. You can't have jacked shorts. thighs or uh, the outfit. I love the outfit. Well, both. All of the above. I mean, if you're gonna have that, I'd l- I'd prefer to see jacked thighs. Yeah. High socks. What do you think? Got to be protective. It's a jungle scenario. I liked Grant's uh, bandana. Yeah. It's almost like an ascot situation. Mm. Got to be protective of the sun. They all Denim. have practical uses, guys. Very practical. <laughs> can I pull off an ascot? No, no one can. <laughs> okay, well, that hurt. I just told you you could wear a linen suit. Maybe throw a bone this way. <laughs> yeah, you could at least lie Jesus. to him. Uh, my last uh, question. How'd that T-Rex uh, sneak in the uh, visitor center That's at the a end? big one. I did write that down because it used to cause an earthquake just about an hour ago. Yeah, and then all of a sudden... And then it just yeah. tiptoed into the... <laughs> Uh, Tiptoed right in. I guess the argument there... The skeleton falling, the T-Rex skeleton was the original ending, killing the raptors, and it fell on them, but... But Spielberg wanted the T-Rex to be the hero and and get it in the movie one more time, so he changed that, and that was the last thing they had to reshoot. It's maybe one of the most classic scenes, with the banner falling and the big roar. Yeah. It's classic. I think that alone got them... Four sequels and a re- you yeah. know two sequels and a reboot. I think it's that moment. It got you a whole ride at Universal Studios. Mm, sure did. We um, should do Mount Rushmore uh, theme park theme attraction. Rides. Rides. That's on there. Uh, you yeah, got that. You got E.T. Jurassic Jaws. Jaws. Did you guys uh, notice what oh. Nedry was drinking at his desk? It was weird. It was not. a jolt. It was jolt. Yeah. What? It was, co- it was jolt cola. Yeah. Holy shit! I did shout out. To there was that. a period of time we got real into jolt cola in high school. We liked the blue one. The blue one tastes like slushy. It was good. Uh, that's all the notes I had. Do you guys have anything else? I have one last question. Is Hammond just like pounding a shit ton of ice cream at the end because he's stressed yep. out? Weird scene. Weird scene. Uh, he's just, he's like beside himself. It's when the sh- it's like in Titanic when he knows the ship is sinking. We have to get the <laughs> weird dialogue in there. We have to get the, uh, what's the look in what I'm looking for when you have to have key points uh, as dialogue. Um, use this phrase all the time. Shit. Oh yeah, I'm blanking on it now. On, it's, Director uh, Jordan, exposition. On, we have to get the uh, exposition. Get the yeah, exposition it's a complete exposition scene. Well, but even with that exposition, it's weird uh, that they're just splitting like four gallons of ice cream. Yeah, and there's a lot of important stuff going on right now. They're just taking people a moment for themselves. You never asked. Not why, only people, John. your your grand your grandkids are dying. 
But yeah. I think it's probably more importantly your your theme park dream is. Uh, last thing did I'll you tell you, Rocky Road, biggest... or did you want the uh, Neapolitan? This is good. It's very good. <laughs> it is good. I'll tell you my biggest animosity with that. She's at the end of like a long ass table, and then it cuts to her all of a sudden having a spoon and eating ice cream when all of it's away from her. Still, it's just a continuity error, but it bothers me. She she acts like she just reached in front of her, but there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, it's a long table. It did make um, me want to go to, and you told me this was closed. Maybe the rain, a rainforest cafe. Well, the one downtown you. closed. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I think that's got. Oh, this... I do have one last uh, animosity. And again, I thought the movie ended with um, like pterodactyl type uh, dinosaur birds flying away, but I think they're just real birds. They're seagulls. Telling us they're the same. As a kid, did you guys? Is this is this a Mandela effect? It is because as a kid, I remember pterodactyls flying away too. I was positive there were pterodactyls flying away. Yeah, that's what I thought Ooh. as a kid, but it's totally seagulls now. Just, that might be in the second or third movie. We there might, might be a scene, but I did remember that as a kid, funny enough, and I was like, huh, I guess I'm off on that one. If you were older than three or five and actually understood the plot points, let us know some things you actually thought about the movie, <laughs> but we're going to move on to recasting. Recasting. Let's start this at the bottom of the totem pole. Anyone else do Muldoon? I did not have one. Do you have a Muldoon? I did a, I, I did a Muldoon. Who did you do? I, okay, that works for me. I did Hugh Jackman just to keep it Australian. Nice. That would, I could All see right, that. I'm fine with that. Uh, did anybody do Arnold, uh, Samuel Jackson's character? Only one I didn't really do. I did not do him as well. I like mine. Jeffrey Wright. He plays Bernard on Westworld. I just don't know if he can pull off a cigarette work that well, but... Yeah, if, he can. He smokes okay, in Westworld. Yeah, I know, but just, that was second level. All right. Fine. I, I, I'm fine with that. We're, I'm fine with... No, that one's good. He's like the scientist. That's the role he plays all the time. Thank you. That's the role he plays in Westworld. You guys uh, go with Lois Gennaro? Gennaro. No, the I did not do Gennaro. I, I, I did. missed the lawyer, but I should have done him. This Again, is all looks-based, and it's, it's a perfect David straight Theron. Straight Theron. Okay. Straight Theron. We are Marshall, that guy. Um, uh, he is in um, A League of Their Own. He's the, like, yeah. the public relations guy. That it's tries uncanny to how much they look alike. Well, mine's not good, but I, I got Edward Norton vibes real you know, hard. That's actually that not time. bad to me. This, I like oh, that. this is a trickle-down animosity. The older, um, the better. He's wearing shorts with his suit, yeah, and he, I don't like it at all. I no, don't like it. I just uh, like him at the very beginning getting towed across the... Like, the the river oh, the yeah. Dominican Republic or wherever they're at. Yeah, Off the cuff uh, for the lawyer guy uh, who's uh, Big Lebowski. He plays the Jesus and like Jeff, oh, uh, oh, John Turturro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Turturro there. I'm fine with that. Uh, let's do Nedry uh, Newman from Seinfeld. I actually have a good one. This is the only one I feel good about. John yeah. Goodman would kill oh, that role. I kind of like that. Kill like it. That he, a lot. Like that might be the only he would kill it. I, got, I feel good about that one. Shout out to Chris Reimer. I watched it, with, watched it with him. He did Jonah Hill, and I'm stealing it. Someone a little quippier, Ooh, maybe, I more modern. You. Chubby Jonah Hill, obviously. Either or. I'll take it. We don't have to. I did, I did a more stonery, kind of twister-esque Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ah, I can't I always love him when that. he's in there. I, yeah. I just, and plus, he was an all-time background. A little more you know. slimy Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, kind of. I, I, I like that a lot. I'm totally cool with cool. that. Uh, let's get the kids out of the way because I mean, kid actors don't matter to me. I don't watch. Yeah. I did Elijah Wood, Kirsten Dunst. Move I did, along. Okay, I did Kirsten Dunst and I did Eric Lloyd, the Santa Claus kid. Oh, I actually really like uh, Kirsten Dunst. I think that's the, that's a winner there. I, I would have liked it quite a bit better than this chick. God, uh, Thora Birch from Hocus Pocus, the little girl. Okay, okay, maybe a little older, and then um, Charlie Corsmo from Hook. Okay, from Hook. Nice. All right, so we're all you know kept it in the universe. Uh, let's. Do Doctor Malcolm uh, Goldblum? I mean, I've got a good one. I went, I went to, I went to the our, our Holy Trinity. Yeah, it's I got Nicholas Cage written all over. That's it. That's what yeah. I did. All it right. has to be someone really? who's a little. It has to. It was such a weird performance and in, in options that you got. The energy give, was off, but it was completely right. You got to give it someone else around the same age group that also would make some weird character choices. <laughs> yeah, I am torn between two. I might as well just say them both. I'm do, I, I've got George Clooney written down, and I also have Matthew McConaughey written down. Matthew Ooh, McConaughey, I think McConaughey's like got the vibe, okay. I think, better. Yeah, so McConaughey then. Let's do Hammond. Who'd we do as the old man evil scientist? Well, mogul, not scientist. Mine's chalk. I'm just going to get mine out of the way. I did Anthony Hopkins. I do him for a lot of these um, kind of roles. Damn, that's better. Mine's dumb, but I, I was really struggling with this. I went Mickey Rooney. Uh, yeah. Just what weird little... 
little hobby guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Anthony Hopkins is obviously perfect. I do him all the time, though. Mark, who do you have? Morgan Freeman. Ooh, I like Morgan Freeman. I did think about him. That works Pull off linen suit as well. Yeah, I like Morgan Freeman. That works for me. Doesn't understand his, the power he has in his hands. <laughs> Let's move it on to the um, main two. Who do you have as Ellie? I like Mickey mine Rooney sucks so bad. Yeah, it really was bad. <laughs> Take it out. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I had Helen Hunt. I got to go. Oh, Helen Hunt works. I definitely oh thought of Helen God. Hunt, and I recast this. I went Julianne Moore, and that's before I saw that she was in the second one. Oh. But I still feel it. Hear me out. Uma Thurman. Yeah, all of these work. All right, cool, let's cool, move it on to cool. the main character. Grant. Who do you have as Grant? I did an uninspired Pierce Brosnan. Okay, that kind of works. Someone else who would maybe struggle doing an American accent. I can, yeah, I guess I can hear that now. Let's think about it now. Funny enough, I think, again, trickle down and verified, but I think he lied to Spielberg saying, of course I can do an American accent, then got there and everyone was like, what are you doing? It's got real uh, Dante's Peak vibes, this character. Uh, I'm realizing now I'm just casting the, I'm just sequels. Making this a cast of, no, Twister, and I just did Bill Paxton. I'll throw in Bill Pullman as well. Why the fuck not? Let's do it. I don't know how I feel about mine, but I did John Cusack. Oh, that could work. I don't okay. like it as much as any of ours. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, but... me either, but it kind of it works in there. Uh, let us know who you would have had as your recasting. But let's um, How up. about John Lithgow? I, I need to up my old man as, actors. As, as <laughs> Hammond. Hammond. Better. Mickey Rooney, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's still too... No. Maybe right. it's like... A, he'd be the lawyer, maybe. Let us know online what you thought of our recasting, but we're going to move it on to Mount Rushmore. Top four. Top four. Mickey Rooney's awful. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Welcome to Mount Rushmore. This week we're doing older movies whose special effects still hold up because Jurassic Park it still holds up. Uh, let's have Jordan, Mark, and then me go. Jordan, you go first. What's the number one movie? Um, I'm gonna give a real kind of snooty answer, but it's because uh, I think the, I think the one I'm gonna go with will get set. So I'm gonna say this because I want it to be heard. Uh, Citizen Kane is amazing what they they did in that. Oh, I know it's not I know it's not computer animation, but oh, look at me, Citizen Kane. <laughs> shut up, shut up. All right, all right. I assume you're gonna do Cars too. Is that right? Sorry, I don't no. Know. There were a few uh, there were a few older movies on there where it's not necessarily maybe special effects hold up, but like they were groundbreaking for their time. No, and what it, he does it, though and is it doesn't he, take he, you out of the story. He recreates half of a frame and splices the actual frame with historical footage, and it's amazing. Oh, that's cool. It's completely held up. Like, it might have held up as good as anything on this list. So I'm going to go Citizen Kane. That's a good answer. Mark, what do you got? I'm realizing a lot of my list is that the Spielbergian. Honestly, a lot of mine mine was Spielberg Kane. I'm going to go E.T. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, again, puppetry. Anything with puppetry is going to be classic. Uh, I'm keeping mine in a similar area. I'm going Apollo 11. I've been preaching this forever, but even the graphics in that... You mean Apollo 13. Oh, sorry, right? Apollo 13. God, it, autocorrect. I will just read things verbatim. I'm going Apollo 13. <laughs> I've said this a bunch, but granted a lot of his practical effects, they were in the vomit comment, but even the CGI holds up in that movie. It's not bad. Um, I think that's a wildly underrated movie that... Even you know the ending and it still delivers. Such a good fucking movie. So I'm surprised nobody said this, so I'm going to go ahead with an honorable mention that I almost said. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump still holds up pretty well. Oh, I the just mouths watched are it. a little weird, but it's not. It's still pretty Funny good. Funny enough, I just watched it and I'm like, huh, this, these, thumb, these look like thumb movies now. Their mouths just are not matching up as much as Take I Take away the mouse and then it's okay. Uh, this was on a lot of lists, but I agree. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, especially with like the uh, T-2000. That one's terrifying with the liquid stuff. Yeah, um, the liquid stuff, that computer animation doesn't, like, it's not as good as you remember, but it's pretty, it's, it doesn't distract from the movie. It's still fucking awesome. No, I agree. God, that's such a good movie. This has a caveat, but Star Wars, before George Lucas started editing them, when they were still in the 70s and they just had the basic effects, they were golden. They were mint, baby. Now but it has 90s the, CGI in there and it looks like shit. On the flip side, the yeah, the remastered version is just so wildly distracting. Oh. I'd rather just make Jar Jar Binks appear. At least <laughs> give him some lines. Make him part of the fucking movie, because I don't even get why we have lizards in the foreground. <laughs> uh, to also seem cool like you, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Kubrick. I mean, that's just a good space effects movie. That's all practical effects, and that may be the best practical effects ever done. It's so crazy what they did. And this is before we actually landed on the moon, and that's why some people think he shot the the one that did it. So if he did, way to go to get the best, you know? We really did. 
Uh, also just on special effects, but just like horror movie, American Werewolf in London, that's always touted as having the best werewolf transformation. Also, uh, The Thing by uh, Carpenter, that uh, for special effects, people always talk about. Maybe not believable, so, but, well, practical. What I think so good about this, though, is it did have, obviously... Um cgi effects but it didn't it, it didn't ruin the rewatching of it that so many other movies do agreed that rely so heavily on it um i guess we got to put what, what do you think about this i don't think it's probably as good as remember but i gotta put toy story one on there is yeah, this I first mean, like fully well, computer I mean, animated movie well, yeah but any we... of those are just i mean because it's all right so shut up jordan okay i didn't i missed <laughs> no i, missed I mean though we're okay. doing claymation and stop motion where we, where all we right, draw the line then I, the then I totally missed it i apologize to you <laughs> listeners and cameron and mark personally my bad <laughs> I'm going with Citizen Kane. Check it out. Is it worth a rewatch? Hell, I don't know. But does it stand up pretty, pretty good? Pretty good. Well, that was our list for Mount Rushmore. Let us know what you think the fourth one should be. Thanks for listening to our take on Jurassic Park. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Give us some ratings. Give us some likes. Write a kind review. Those would help us out a lot. If you listen to it and you like it, let us know. If you want more material from the network, make sure you check out everything from Majestic Jam, Urban Hermit, I'm Not Crazy. And until then, we'll check you on the next one.